and welcome back to a new episode of the Geeks Experience and the New Year. It's me, boy Eli. It's me, Joe. And we're here to talk about essentially uh, a topic that's been going around for a while. I've been meaning to talk about, have a, a dedicated episode about this. You, you probably uh, know about the title and probably have heard us talk about it on occasion. And it's whether or not um, fan input is needed in in sort of um, in these big name projects. So. The reason this came out is because recently, you know, on for The Last of Us, right? New show based on a very popular video game. It's gonna be on uh, on HBO Max, or is it or HBO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, yeah. Both, yeah one, both, both. Yeah. Let's just about to say both. And it is a like I said, very beloved franchise. It's a it's a video game that is beloved by many. It is broken barriers in in a sense. It's pretty much started the whole like cinematic look to a lot of <laughs> Sony games. Uh yeah, um it has a lot of it has had a lot of impact. It is uh mm-hmm. you know, uh very highly critically acclaimed in its storytelling and uh you know, um it, I, I do agree it definitely has had an impact on a lot of Sony games like I mean, uh a lot of people were calling the uh, the God of War this new God of War uh, reboot series uh very inspired by the last of us i mean think about it mm-hmm. older man young kid has to take care of him father's you know relationship uh that third person perspective instead of a that sort of a more like action uh mm-hmm. like like god of war like the first three god of wars are very different from current god of war current god of war and there's and that obviously causes a lot of divide between god of war fans right there's some that like still love that original God of War trilogy mm-hmm. and some like, no, I like the new direction, you know, God of War needs to change and adapt and evolve in this new market and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's just very interesting. All things considered very interesting. Um, but yeah, no, you're, yeah. Last of us has been very influential and has been very, like a lot of fans, I think have always been saying like, this should be a last of us movie or a TV show. And, uh, yeah, now we're getting one. Yeah. And, so this is where the 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 sort of conversation slash controversy comes in. One of the heads of the show said that, and I'm 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 you know I'm paraphrasing really. So you you can find the the articles out there, the the comment that he said, mm-hmm. and it's that unlike video games, you know, are when with you'll feel more bits with real people rather than pixels you know something that's not real yeah i believe he was like uh you, you feel more emotion than just watching a bunch of pixels die or whatever mm-hmm. and so that sort of went into spiraled to many different conversations whether or not you know should people um you know should people take video games more seriously if it's you know if it's the same thing it's storytelling even without the you know you know you still feel like emotional reaction even though it's not a real person being harmed or you know something that's not in real life but the one that i've seen mostly circulating and kind of comes back to you know the comments made with the witcher and to an extent even the halo show that we did talk about Mm. and it's that these people don't really engage with the source material and oftentimes just do the kind of their own thing with it Mm -hmm. now granted a lot of people saying this is why you need someone who is a fan because, for example, Henry Cavill, who is like a really good actor mm-hmm. in his right, yeah, he's a big fan of whatever thing he's attached on, uh, especially if it's something like nerd culture. 
like The Witcher. He was, loves the books. Mm-hmm. He was very adamant about some of the changes that were made that, you know, didn't fit well with, yeah, with he, what the books he, were. Very, uh, like, mm-hmm. rubbed them the wrong way kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. yeah, and so, hence why he left because of creative differences. And it's been outed that the people who, like, wrote, who were in charge of The Witcher were people who didn't really like the books or never really played the games. Now, the games are separate kind of thing, obviously, right? Yeah, and to be fair, you know, the whole Witcher conversation becomes even more funnier when you look at the creator of the Witcher books and he hates the games. Yeah. He hates the games. So it's very, it is a very funny sort of thing where, like, people love the games. Like, people didn't even know The Witcher was based on books until, you know, couple years later where yeah. it's like oh yeah these are based on books oh, really that's cool and uh you know the creator is like i hate the games i don't like them <laughs> uh and you know and now you have this tv show which you know is uh people who has people who apparently aren't really that fans of the books or have played the game so it's just you know it's a it's a lot of <laughs> funny it's, like moving it, parts it, going around yeah and it, and it makes a question as to like because I've, I've known people who like read the books who've played the games specifically for the witcher right and how they didn't agree with a lot of the changes that they've done. Like, it makes no sense. Like, they killed off a certain character who shouldn't have been killed off. He has a very important role in the story of uh, Geralt. And so on and so forth. Now, for us personally, obviously, we had the Halo show. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, I think when... Like, that show was going through some development hell for a while. And then as we started to get more news and stuff like that, it was like... Hey, this is gonna be in its own timeline, the silver timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so it's gonna have its own little sort of story and have its own bit of direction, which I think uh, for a lot of people seemed like a cop out. A little bit, yeah. Like one a cop out to be like, this is why it's different, yeah. kind of thing. You know, but also just uh, you know, it felt like a way to at least appease fans of like, hey, listen, whatever stuff happens in the show. It's non-canon to the to the actual Halo universe, so mm-hmm. you know you can you don't have to worry about whatever shenanigans happen in this show. It, mm-hmm. It's probably it doesn't mean much for the games, yeah. right? Which I mean, yeah. On the one hand, yeah, it is a cop out. You know, you're kind of just like, well, I, I wanted like an actual accurate, like at least somewhat accurate mm-hmm. uh, representation of the Halo story in media, like, but. I mean, sh- sure, as long as it probably sticks true to what Halo is and uh, does whatever it and wants. And we're going to come back to that theming, mm-hmm. right? The the Whether it sticks true to what this thing is, mm-hmm. right? So, because, like, I think that's a lot of um, thing that a lot of people would ask for and a lot of people would want, right? Yeah. Like, hey, can you at least... Like, well, we're fine with changes, but at least keep the core, you know, theme of, of whatever you're adapting on stay right yeah and so like obviously with halo that was a you, you and i both grew up with the games we played almost every one of the games uh went to the halo events <laughs> yeah, was... uh yeah the uh i think it was the halo uh experience that they had yeah. uh that was touring around the country back in 2019 yeah that was pretty cool um but yeah it's uh you know it it, it was a very interesting experience watching that show yeah and like like you guys can go back and like watch all those episodes that we've done about it because I feel like those were some of our more like critical aspects of that show like I think like we we tend to be more chill than critical I feel 
But that was one where, like, okay, we got to, like, sit down and talk about how kind of bad this is. Yeah, you know, um, as, you know, as, like, actual, like, really big fans of, of Halo, it, 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 you know, you had to, like, sort of come into it and be sort of like, all right, there's a lot of things that are potentially cool about this show, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of things executed-wise, execution-wise, uh, were just not great. No, but, not great at all. Um, like, 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 there was a lot of things, like, like, I did, like, we talked about this, we were not that bothered when they had to reveal Master Chief's face, because, in the context of the story, okay, you gotta show you had to trust this girl, this is how you trust him, like, hey, if you want a clear shot, you kill me now, I'm wearing fucking armor, right, you're not, that armor's not gonna, that gun, that bullet's not gonna do anything to my armor, so, like, if you wanna hatch, there. Yeah, like, there. Obviously, yeah, I, I think people kind of figured they would do a face reveal kind of thing because, like, uh, you know, it's just, I, I feel like for, for uh, modern, like, studios mm-hmm. and stuff, it's very uh, hard to do a fully uh, masked helmet sort of character. I mean, I know Mandalorian has done that very well. For the most part. For the most part. Um, but, you know... I think Judge Dredd is the one that really mastered that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But more to the point, yeah, it's sort of something that I think most Halo fans were like willing to accept that it was probably going to happen. You don't, best case scenario, you don't want it to happen. But it's like, all right, maybe one face reveal and then, you know, put the helmet back on, bud. You know? And that's it. And that's what we thought it was. And then it kept going. And then it started taking these turns into things that were like, Okay, but this doesn't seem anything that reminds me of Halo, right? Even in like, uh, even if you're just a casual like Halo fan or someone who casually like is into like Halo, right? Mm-hmm. All you know is shoot aliens, and that's it, right? And but like, if you were to go more into like in depth of the lore and what the story of the Spartans, the Forerunners, the Covenant. It's a lot more interesting and a lot more, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, where they're, they're all just, like, it, it's a lot more weaved well, I would say. Uh, there's a bit, there's more of a, like, the world building is, is a bit fascinating. Yes, the, the world building is fascinating. There's not much in the, the Halo show. It's it tries to, but it's it's tries to play you like, oh, but you don't, you, but like, you know, keep it hush-hush. Not really saying much. Like, mm-hmm. even their explanation of the Spartan program, which in in the original books, uh, in the original series, uh, timeline, I guess, probably be the better way to say it. It's sort of like a gray line of events. It's like, yeah, it's just kind of messed up that this is happening. That the, you know, the Spartans are essentially uh, super cops. <laughs> meant to stop rebellions. Well, they were originally... Uh... Uh, designed to do that, yeah, because yeah. there was a huge insurrection thing going on, like, before the uh, the Covenant show up. Mm. And, uh, you know, Dr. Halsey was sort of tasked to create the Spartan 2 program, which would have initially been used to fight the insurrectionists. But obviously, um, uh, the Covenant attack, and then that's when they sort of, sort of shift gears to just using the Spartans to fight the Covenant now, because they were perceived to be the bigger threat but yeah i mean you know there's just a lot of uh, things with the halo show mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of touched on that a little bit um but 
don't know. It's just like it just the, the there's a lot of weird uh, directions they take with it. I mean, heck, the Covenant themselves, who are supposed to be the big bad threat, are kind of just honestly feel like like set dressing for a little bit. I mean, in that first episode, like we we see them, you know, do Covenant things. You know, like it, it feels like they're like they're an actual threat. You know. Mm-hmm. And you really need the Spartans to, to fight them, but then you have others, and they just don't really do much. Any, uh, it feels like when there when there needs to be a big action sequence, you just bring the Covenant in, and then when you don't need that, then you just sort of, uh, then you just don't see them as much, which mm-hmm. is you know kind of weird because they are supposed to be the main uh, threat in the Halo universe. And, and CGI wise, they're pretty good. Yeah, for the most part. Um, but yeah, um... but no. So that gets me to that point, right? So we're talking about it as fans, right? And so that also became a part of the discussion that only like that's probably better to have someone who is a fan of the project be a part of that project, right? Of that that thing. So you you would re- you want someone who at least is a fan of said thing to be in charge of that thing, right? Like I said, this wouldn't happen if a fan was in charge, right? For either the Halo show, Witcher. Or what eventually now the conversation is being The Last of Us, right? Yeah, because I mean, I guess the mm-hmm. idea is ne- it's not necessarily with The Last of Us that uh, the creators aren't fans. It's more of they are very, I guess, uh, belittling to uh, video games as a whole. It seems mm-hmm. in terms of how they, uh, of how much narrative they can have. Because mm-hmm. you know, obviously, the statements they make it sort of seems like oh, video games are. It, it, it perpetuates the, I guess, the idea of video games being seen as like a lesser medium in comparison to films and movies, mm-hmm. which is why I feel like a lot of video games, you know, with, with Last of Us being like I think the biggest example, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to have this more cinematic feel, which is funny because considering it's The Last of Us, yeah, what we just said earlier, yeah, which is like it's a game that tried really hard to be super story driven and cinematic in that stuff. And then, uh, you know, and it's praised for it. And then, you know, you have these, uh, these creators for the TV show, these showrunners being like, yeah, video games, you know, you just can't get that same emotion, you know, from like an Mm -hmm. actual, uh, you know, real living thing in front of you or whatever which in itself that's a, I feel like it's a different conversation to have too right because like you could say the same thing with like cartoons and well, just basically the entire medium of animation yeah like it, it feels like you discount discount like uh you know animated movies and stuff because i'm pretty sure there's been like the amount of times I've heard people say, I cried at the uh, ending of Toy Story 3 or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, or the scene where they're in like the little uh, uh, incineration pit or whatever when they're go- almost going to die or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I'm just like, well, I mean, listen, people can attach emotions to anything, really, mm-hmm. when you think about it, you know. It just, it's, how, it's how invested you can get into a story and that and that's one of the you know yeah so like i mean it's so i think the best thing i mean like when i think of that i think of what guillermo del toro recently said with uh in terms of his movie uh pinocchio Mm -hmm. is that animation animation is a medium not a genre kind of thing because like there's been a lot of moments where even in animation i'm just like oh damn that that uh 
that got me feeling. Even in games, I'm like, God damn, that got me feeling. Like, damn, I'm, I'm mostly invested into the story. Yeah, and, you know, that's it's all about sort of the story and how it's being told and presented is, is how you get an audience to be mostly invested. It's not, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I guess it might be easier to see a, an actual human being going through that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can still pull it off with just good storytelling and stuff mm-hmm. and that stuff. And... You know, it's it's a very, it's just an interesting take, and I it doesn't like I guess it just it's very weird. Like I don't know if, say, a fan, what would a fan would say to that, or if they were in a position like, of being, head head whatever of like head like a head showrunner of of the last of the show. What what would they feel? You mm-hmm. know, of like, <laughs> a comment being made like that. Um... Well, yeah, no, and I, I totally get what you're coming from. I totally get that. Because, uh, like, when you hear that, it kind of, like, bothers you to an extent, right? Like, like you're like, ah, oh, so, like, you didn't even play the games and stuff. You didn't even, like, experience it. If you feel like you you like you didn't get that from playing the game or, like, feel like it's much uh, that, you know, uh, you didn't feel anything because it is a lesser form of a medium, right? then mine's obviously going to be better because it's actually a higher form of medium. Yeah, I don't know. It just reminds me of, like, I think debates back in the day of, like, of books being superior to movies because Mm -hmm. of, like, you can get the inner emotions of the character and, like, you can actually sort of, like, imagine what it is or whatever in your mind's eye or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, kind of thing, and which is kind of weird to me. Uh, that 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 there is still this weird stigma, I guess, in Hollywood. I'm not sure about like the rest of mm-hmm. the entertainment industry or whatever. Yeah, but at least from from certain people who are in the positions in Hollywood where they feel like uh, video games are are not at, are still seen as like something for kids. Something for kids, right? Even though it's, I'm pretty sure the highest grossing entertainment like thing. Like in past couple of years, you know, like people like Xboxes, PlayStations, Nintendos, all those things sell way more combined than most movies do. So like, I mean, Twitch is a platform itself. I mean, yeah, heck, Twitch whole thing. I mean, I I, I guess it reminds me of yeah that whole thing back in like 2016 where. You had Jimmy Kimmel and all these late night uh, oh. guys being like, "I don't get why people uh, watch other people play video games. That seems kind of stupid." Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it just feels like kind of like that, where it's like, obviously, it's people that don't really understand why things are like why people have like, mm-hmm. uh, or at least sort of the new generation has these sort of like uh, avenues of entertainment. And they're just like, "That's weird. That's dumb. You're dumb. I don't mm-hmm. like it." Uh, but in this case, it's more of like, yeah, video games, you know, eh, they're just not emotional, you know, it's just a bunch of pixels. Why why would you care about a bunch of pixels? You Mm -hmm. know, watch our show. You know, it has real people, Mm -hmm. real stakes, that kind of stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, I I guess in terms of like the sort of fan reaction to it, I, I find it like very, um, interesting in terms of like. Um, like, it just feels weird for, like, for fans of, I guess, uh, The Last of Us, where they're like, 
oh, we have this awesome uh, cinematic story that's going to be adapted to a TV show. And it's like, well, you know, like, oh, yes, it will be made better because it's going to be made by real people. <laughs> you knew this was coming. Nothing. Well, I mean, like, so, so obviously now uh, my question to you is um, if a fan, if someone, if this, if the, this head person, you know, was someone who played the games and um, talked about how much he enjoyed the game and wanted to bring that to life. Do you think it would have been a lot, response would have been a lot different from people? Where if he was more of like, I want to be as accurate as possible kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously like fans are going to love it when people say, I want to be as accurate as possible to the source material kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Right. Cause fan, like there's always a, a contention of fans who are super, uh, <laughs> um, like, by the book kind of thing when it comes mm-hmm. to adaptations. I mean, heck, there's probably still members of the Marvel fandom who are a little annoyed that, like, certain costumes don't look the right way in, in an MCU movie, mm-hmm. you know? Or it's like, or they'll just be like, actually, the Mandarin is not Chang Chi's father. Uh, or uh, one of those situations where it's Captain not like America the book. should be having scales on his costume. It should have the wings coming out and not be a little sign or whatever. Yeah, or I was gonna say like whenever they don't like it when the book isn't as one hundred percent accurate to uh, to the film, right? Or or yeah, like you know, imagining it's probably some freaking Harry Potter fan or Twilight fan who gets annoyed that the the movie isn't like showing off like a certain bit from the book that was supposed to be super important or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, like and and, the, and again, that goes back to like um the 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 question of how do you adapt to something, right? Yeah. So obviously, because I think that's what it comes to, right? When you're doing an adaptation, you can do it as accurate as you want, or as you know, try to do it your in a way where it, that's both appeasing to pe- the people who are fans of this, but also bring in new people, right? Because like with with the book, you can do as as much as you want, right? Is, is you can write as much detail and or less detail as you want. With a movie, you can only go so far, right? It's, it's just how far a medium can go, right? Yeah. So that's that's one that's one thing I think people tend to forget, and I think you know even fans themselves who make both who would probably be involved like I want to do I want to make sure this looks like the way it looks like in a comic book or is you know described as in a book, and and like the people who are making it, I was like. I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it just looks like, even, like, say, with a book kind of mm-hmm. thing, right, where they add all these details and stuff. Sometimes, like, in your in your imagination, it looks one way, but when you actually take all the details and put it into a thing, it's it sometimes comes out maybe slightly different. You're just like, well, now, now that I see it in real life, it looks a little odd. It looks really stupid. <laughs> or, or Yeah, that too. Or, or you chose the wrong medium to do it on. Yeah, you know, it's... Like, there's, you know, when it comes to, like, people who want, like, one-to-one adaptations, like, sometimes, like, there's just some things that can't, like, mm-hmm. that do, would probably look dumb in, so, like, the real world, right? So, I was watching a video, right, a while back, I forget what the what it was, but essentially it was talking about the Ar- Artemis Fowl movie, mm-hmm. and how in them, in, in the books, the, this creature, I guess there was a troll, what they do is, like, they, like, snap their mouth all the way open, and they eat you know, the earth, you know, ground, the ground and soil, whatever. And like, uh, it comes out the other end. Right. And so when they did it for live action, it looks kind of horrifying. Cause like, 
that's that's a horrifying thing to imagine in real life. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, but uh, and it was like, but if it was done in a cartoon, I think it'd have been much more, you know, palatable. Because like, oh, it's funny. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean by that. I was, I was, uh, I think also sometimes there's like, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll pivot away to something uh, interesting that I sometimes see where it's like. I guess sometimes there's like anime fans who get a little bit annoyed by uh, when a manga gets an anime adaptation and mm. when certain frames don't look, when certain like fights or whatever don't look as I guess dynamic as they do in the, the manga mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, they'll constantly compare the manga panel and the animation, like a frame from the animation, and be like, mm-hmm. "This doesn't look right at all." And it's like, well, I mean, in motion, you know, it's gonna look different. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. Well, even then, like, well, there's a difference, like, in where it's done, where the fight is different, but is animated poorly, <laughs> to whereas the fight is different, but is animated well. Yeah, that, that, that's also... Yeah, because I'm thinking of, like, that Seven Deadly Sins anime, and how um, a lot of people were upset about how that looked. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that looked pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, no lie, that looked pretty bad. And then people were like, oh, this is how we would have done it. Like, well, yeah, you're just one person, this is a group of team. With no time at, with a very limited time to you, with with as much time as you want, kind yeah. of thing, right? So the, the apples and oranges kind of stuff. But no, I totally get what you're saying, right? Like, like there's people who just really want it to be as accurate and as you know, as close to that story as it is, right? But there's also times where, like, you know, you kind of have to, you know. Even as a fan, I think you have to be someone who's, you know, if you're working on this, you have to be like, okay, I gotta buckle down. I gotta remove some stuff. I can't be adding everything on here. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's just the nature of the medium, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of whatever medium you're making it into, mm-hmm. you know, there's only there's only certain things you can possibly fit in, like, a certain thing, and you can't just have, like, a movie be, like, four hours long. Mm-hmm. Like, most people aren't gonna watch that. Unless they're already, it's something they're already gonna be invested in. I guess, yeah, yeah. Because like, how like I'm pretty sure Dune was, which was a really popular movie that came out uh, uh, two years ago. Was it two years ago now? Yeah, I believe it was like 2021. I yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And so, and like that movie was fantastic, but they also might have excluded some stuff that you didn't even know, <laughs> unless you're someone who's like very, you know, who's read the books and can tell you like all the stuff they cut out. But it's still, like, a very coherent story. It has, you know, uh, a beginning, middle, and end, uh, rising action, falling action, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And so, I think that's a really important thing to to understand, right? And I always go to, like, um, The Lord of the Rings. Because I would, I would say Peter Jackson really is a fan of, of the books, right? Yeah. And, yes, the books are way different. They have a lot of different things going on and stuff. But he, But you could argue that he did it in a way where it's satisfying as a movie. And as a story as well, but like even though yeah, they kind of like cut out a lot of important stuff that was needed, whether it be Tom Bombadil or the fact that the hobbits had to go back home and fight and you know start an uprising of the hobbits against like uh, the orcs mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Which hey, sounds cool, sounds awesome. Um, totally understand why you cut that from the movie. <laughs> yeah, because it's like all right, we've won, we defeated Sauron, we're heading home. Oh, there's another battle. You know, this war has changed us kind of stuff, which is a thing that, you know, I totally understand. But I think this one was more of like the journey and how 
the journey and you know the friends we made along the way kind of stuff yeah which is still a good movie hmm. which i'm not denying it that and so but like i was saying like peter jackson himself clearly a fan um but he knew what he wanted to do with the story because it was the only way he could essentially adapt it to the live action medium right so i think that's something that you know i feel like if you are a fan yes be a fan but you also need to at least have understand the kind of thing you're working on. Yeah, um, I think there is a contention of, I guess, like fan interaction. I guess like mm. the fans. Uh, I don't know. I guess there's more concern that I guess from some people that like fans might be getting want, wanting to get a bit too involved. With certain productions, I mean, obviously, uh, the one that comes to my mind is the Sonic movie, uh, mm-hmm. when the original design came out, and uh, it caused such a backlash that the studio basically had them redesign Sonic to be a bit, you know, obviously more mm-hmm. accurate, instead of just whatever the hell abomination they wanted to do. Oh, no, yeah, like, like no doubt. Like, if you, you, if you want to make something that is, uh, like I said made for a specific audience but still make it in a, in a way where new new people can come in you kind of have to under you know talk to and understand why these people you know love the product so much because like i mean we talked about this before the sonic movie is not the games it is not any of the tv shows yeah and you know it is interesting um I don't know, because I always feel like whenever people bring up the Sonic movie, it's like, oh, I see successful video game movie. They've done, uh, they've done it, and kind of thing. I'm kind of just like, I mean, yes, but also like it. It reminds me of like the Resident Evil movies, which you could also argue are successful movies, mm-hmm. and no one talks about those movies being like the ones that ended the video game movie curse or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, because while they were successful, like they aren't the Resident Evil video games. Yeah. They follow a uh, uh, totally new character. Totally new character who will occasionally meet Resident Evil characters, which is so weird. Yeah, and you know, it's just, it's it's really much its own thing. It just uses the Resident Evil sandbox as its own plaything, and mm-hmm. you know, for some people, that's that it's like, yeah, I'm fine with this. This is dumb. I, I'm cool with it. And for obviously, for probably most Resident Evil fans, it's just like, what the hell. <laughs> I mean, I guess to be fair, probably people like those movies more than I think the Netflix show that came out. Yeah, probably like it way more than the Netflix show. But regardless, you know, um, you know, the Sonic movie definitely like it takes a little bit from Sonic lore. But I think, I think probably the reason why most people are like fine with why it is the way it is is just because Sonic lore itself has always been kind of. Uh, like all over the place when you think about I it. I mean, we talked about this before. Like, we grew up with Sonic X and other stuff, like in the video game wise, and they were all just kind of their own thing. Yeah, you know, like it's very hard to like get a like a timeline of the Sonic video game universe besides just one, two, three, and four, or whatever. Because mm-hmm. then you got the adventure stories. And, like yeah, you got adventures, and you get like some of the other games like Unleashed and Colors and. Yeah, you know, it's just all kinds of mm-hmm. wiggly, wiggly, whacked. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just a uh, like it is. I'm not saying. I guess 
I'm not part of the camp that feels like fan out voices should be completely ignored. Mm. Um, but at least some sort of uh, like, hey, like we have concerns. Can you at least listen to our concerns? Thank you. You know, uh. Because at the same time, when I think about the idea of like people being like, "Oh, there should be there's the people who has to work on these like uh, projects, they have to be fans, you know, mm-hmm. they have to know everything, you know, that kind of stuff." And I'm and I sort of think about it as like, uh, like I guess like the, I guess the perfect counter example to that idea was obviously Tim Burton when it came to the uh, the first Batman movie. Yeah, he was he's not really that much of a comic book fan. But like he he took Batman and made it his own thing, and like people did not care. Yeah, people liked it. You know, like people really liked the the Tim Burton's Batman. I mean, Batman Returns is a little, you know, that's I don't like Batman Returns, but I totally yeah, get it. But yeah, you kind of get why people don't like it. But it's it's kind it's a bit more it's more Tim Burton than than the studio wanted. <laughs> yeah, just like you gone too far, Tim. I'm sorry. And then you get the Schumacher stuff, which is more of him. You know. Because he grew up with the, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm I'm assuming he grew up with the Adam West Batman. Well, I mean, the the Adam West Batman was pretty popular for the time. Like, when mm. most people thought of Batman before the Tim Burton movie came out, they thought of the Adam West Batman. Which is why comic book fans were so annoyed. Mm-hmm. It's like, Batman's not that goofy dancing guy who just, no, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously nowadays, like, the Adam West show is pretty much kind of like seen as, you know, we gone back to the state. We're like, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was dumb sixty stuff, and it was fun. You know, mm-hmm. and the comic book fans were a little too, too up their butts. You know, yeah, about being so, you know, perish the thought. <laughs> yeah, like man, with all the with all the uh, dark and gritty Batman stuff we've gotten over the past few years, it's kind of fun just to have a Batman that isn't mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like I feel like that. I mean. Could you? I could argue maybe Chris Nolan. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he was a big fan mm-hmm. of the Batman comics, at least not that I know of off the top of my head. But yeah. he definitely worked into uh, just being like, "Yeah, let's take this and go in that in like that realistic approach. What would Batman be in the real world?" Kind of thing. And so I think this is an interesting thing that that I think comics have against like other mediums, right? Is that where comics, you can kind of, like, do whatever the hell you want because comics have been doing that for ages. Right. But, the, but essentially, the idea is that you have to have maintained the essential core of what that what the comic is about, what the what the character is about, and all that stuff, you know. And I think that it is the main thing you kind of need with a lot of these, you know, works, with especially with fans, right? It, from a fan perspective, you mm-hmm. want a fan who... Someone who is a fan of this project, but also understands you know the limitations you know understands that what they can do you also want someone who either appreciates and understands why people like this because like whether or not nolan or tim burton are fans of batman they understood the core idea of batman right yeah you know john watts sam raimi uh mark webb the guys who worked on spider-man you know the directors they've all clearly like you know have a affinity for spider-man but they all have their own little take but they understood at the core what is Spider-Man. And depending on however you, you know your take on which on Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. But like they both understood at the core what this is what Peter is, what Peter's about. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of you need. Like 
you know, I'm remembering now that um, they were talking about, you know, because the 97 X-Men, 90s cartoon of the X-Men is coming back. And they're like, we're only bringing in people who were fans of X-Men. Which, yes, I like that idea. I like that. And I'm glad you guys are doing that. Now, but I would all, and you know, I wouldn't be against someone who's like, listen, I'm not that much of an X-Men fan, but I get it. I totally want to make sure you, this is a project that is something that X-Men fans will love, but also people who are not X-Men fans can come in and enjoy. Right? Yeah, because I think that is a, a admiral idea. Because at the end of the day, like, realistically, um, I guess... You know, as probably as time progresses and, you know, as obviously all these sort of uh, things become more popular, then obviously we'll probably get an eventual creative who sees himself as a fan of a work they're working on, right? Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like, I think it's still sort of, uh, you know, creatives who are hired to make these things probably don't know that much about whatever the hell they're making, but they understand that it has a fandom, or at least you hope that they understand it has a fandom and that they would at least want to like give a sense of yeah all right well we are going to uh be true to the spirit of the uh of whatever we're adapting we're mm -hmm. gonna have our own take on it but we want to capture that same feeling you mm -hmm. know of why people like this why is this why you know why this is such a beloved thing right like we we understand why this is popular let's keep it the things that make it popular but still have it be its own thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good place to end this episode on. Uh, this is the first episode of the new year. Thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, if you want to find where we're at on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Ethically Centurions. And we have a link tree on our Instagram where you can find the links to all the podcasts that are officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the like. And you'll find a link to the YouTube for all you audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. Like, come subscribe there. And we have a link to a Patreon, which is mostly just there for any kind of support. And, yeah, that's it. That's the first episode of the new year. Uh, here's hoping we get some new stuff. Uh, we have new stuff to talk about in the coming year. And, you know, make this year another great year. I just wonder uh, what... I, I can't think off the top of my head. What is the next big uh, thing that for 2023? Off the top of my head, I can't think. That of isn't anything. just comic book stuff. That isn't just comic book stuff. Yeah. Mm. Maybe the is this the year Dune Two is coming out? I don't know. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But anyways, guys, you have a good one. It's been me, Boyla. It's been me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.